Hey guys, and welcome back to the Just Hoops podcast. Uh, this one's going to be a little different. I had lack of cooperation today, um, but the goal for today's podcast is to talk about the upcoming FIBA World Cup in which the USA has a very interesting group, but the rest of the world is also highly loaded, highly talented, and should be a lot of fun basketball coming up at the end of August in about a month exactly. That is when the World Cup will be tipping off. So I hope everybody's having a great day, great week thus far, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. So to start things off, we're going to talk about Team USA in particular first. The lineup and roster that they put together consists of Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brunson, Mikel Bridges, Paolo Bancaro, Tyrese Halliburton, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, Bobby Porters, and Austin Reeves with an elite coaching staff of Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, Tyron Lue, and Mark Few from Gonzaga. Just a great group that they put together. The oldest guy's 28 years old. There's multiple 28-year-olds, but it's a very, very, very young group. Um, and it's just a different angle. A lot of these guys, it's their first time on the international stage as professional NBA players. Um, a lot of these guys have had USA experience in the U19, U20 area, but as NBA guys, this is a lot of first times with that, and it's setting up for the future of USA basketball, obviously, by doing this. But going into the World Cup, there's a lot of different types of players, a lot of variety in lineups that could happen and things of that nature. Um, to go into this a little bit more, I think we're going to start with the guards, in particular, we have Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, and Jalen Brun um, and Austin Reeves. Sorry for repeating Jalen Brunson, but that group of four guards. There's a lot of different variety and a lot of different things that are offered. Um, there's a video coming out sooner than later about these four guys and what they can bring to Team USA in the World Cup, and. I'm going to start with Austin Reeves. I think he's going to be a great secondary ball handler. He offers shooting to go into his numbers from this last year. You can see that he had a tremendous playoff run. We'll talk about the playoff numbers just because that's the last time we saw him. 16.9 points per game, 46.4% from the field, 44.3 from three on five and a half attempts per game. He shot nearly 90% from the foul line, 3.2 rebounds per game, 4.4. Oh, 4.4 rebounds per game, 4.6 assists per game, 0.6 steals, just all around an impactful guy. You watch the film, he just had a feel and understanding for how to play off of LeBron, play off of D'Angelo Russell, play off of Anthony Davis. And he was a big reason why they were able to go as far as they did in the playoffs with his shot creation ability, his ability to know his spots and know where he can be successful within the offense, and also just by being able to know when it's his time to go make a play happen. He's more than willing and able to get his teammates involved. He competes defensively. I think that in terms of minutes and usage for Team USA, he might not get the most, but he's going to be in a really good environment to develop. And I think next year for the Lakers, this run with the World Cup team could be massive for his career moving forward. Next, let's talk about Halliburton. Um, Halliburton, if you listen to this podcast before, he is one of my favorite players in basketball. Um, love the way that this guy plays. The energy brings to the floor. He's a natural winner. He amplifies his teammates. He is a 
all-around threat, but at the same time, he is looking to be the best teammate he can possibly be and do whatever possible to win a ball game. Last season, he averaged 20.7 points, 3.7 rebounds, 10.4 assists, shot 49 from the field, 40 from three, 87 from the foul line, 58.6 effective field goal percentage. And when he played in Indy, they were a successful team this last year. In his games, they won about 500 and for the roster that they had that was really good and i think next year the pacers are going to have a massive year wink wink to another future video but for this team usa i su suspect that he will be the starting point guard and i think he's going to make everyone great you look at the forwards and centers i am more than excited to watch a tyrese walker kessler pick and roll watch jaron jackson jr and tyrese play together watch Brandon Ingram play off of him. Um, I'm just like looking at his ability to play with the ball and off the ball, push the pace, control the pace. He's one of the best in the league at it. And he also has size and length to guard a variety of guys and make multiple plays happen. I'm, I just think that his, what he's going to bring to team USA this year will definitely put himself on the map more but also be a big reason why this team can be successful just because he's going to make everyone around him a better player. Next, let's talk about Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is going to have a very different role with Team USA, but he is still going to be asked to do a lot of different things for this group. I think as a primary ball handler, he's going to have to control the tempo understand how to get guys involved he's going to be probably end up being more of a secondary guy where he goes to brandon ingram to go make a play where he tries to get mikhail bridges going where he gives jaron jackson post touches same with bobby portis depending on how much that those guys play but 24 points per game last year three and a half rebounds 6.2 assists shot 49 from the field 41 from three 82 from the foul line 54 effective field goal percentage he was one of the most effective point guards last year and a major reason why the Knicks were able to make the second round and be competitive in the second round. He's gotten better every year of his career with more usage. Just, you know what you're getting from Jalen Brunson, it's toughness and competitiveness. Yes, I did say Tyrese is going to probably be the starting point guard, but I think Brunson and Tyrese have an opportunity to split minutes, even play together and be the leading guards for this team just controlling the tempo, making everyone better around them. But it's cool how Brunson brings that in a gritty, tough way, while Tyrese does it in more of a fun, uplifting, like Tyrese is just a fun guy to watch play basketball and to play with, while Brunson, I feel, is that ultra competitor where he's going to run through you to go get a win and do whatever necessary to win a basketball game. So it's interesting to see how both guys have that end objective of doing whatever it takes to win, just in their own unique ways and how they're how they are as competitors and lastly of the guard bunch my dark horse for being the best guy on this team um anthony edwards i think anthony edwards has an opportunity with this roster to be a two-way beast uh last season in minnesota in 79 games 24.6 points per game 5.8 rebounds 4.4 assists 45.9 from the field, 36.9 from three, 52.8 effective field goal percentage. And to go to the playoffs, 31.6 points per game, five rebounds, 5.2 assists, 1.8 steals per game, two blocks per game in that first round versus Denver. And 
he is that guy. He's able to create his own shot at every level. He's a beast athlete, able to finish above guys, through guys, around guys. You can just see that what he brings is just a guy that can do everything at both ends of the floor. And he's also more than willing to give it up to his teammates to go make a play for them. I think that this roster, how it's constructed, is big time for him and big time for a guy we'll talk later down the line about and just showing their game and being as good as they can possibly be on a nightly basis at trying to bring home the gold and be great examples for what USA basketball is. I do think Anthony Edwards, though, will be the star for this team going into the Philippines, but that is it with the guards to go to the forward spots. Uh, we got Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Mikel Bridges, Paolo Bancaro, Cam Johnson. So with this bunch, I think it's interesting because you have the Paolo Bancaro, second year guy, has a lot to prove still in the NBA, showed glimpses of stardom and being one of the best forwards in the league. Mikel Bridges is a guy last year who came onto the scene after the trade, was big time for the Brooklyn Nets, and is poised to make a big run, have a massive year. You look at Josh Hart, who's one of the best energy guys. He's a small ball four, essentially, with how he plays. He rebounds at for his size as one of the best rebounders in basketball for what he does. He guards his yard. He just makes the right play offensively. Brandon Ingram's one of the most elite scorers in basketball, and then he's just getting better as a playmaker, defender, and just being an all-around player at both ends of the floor and trying to be a winner in the NBA. Cam Johnson, one of the best 3 and D wings, just flat out can shoot it. He guards his yard. He doesn't make many mistakes. Uh, so as we look into this a little bit further, I want to zero in on specifically Mikel Bridges and Brandon Ingram. So Mikel Bridges, as we said, just like kind of had an opportunity with Phoenix early in the year at playing very well and just bringing energy, scoring, having higher usage than he's ever had. But last season, 83 games, he averaged 20 points per game, 4.4 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 46.8 from the field, 38.2 from three. Just an all-around offensive threat while also being the guy guarding the other team's best player. I think a guy like Mikel Bridges really has an opportunity with this Team USA to show his elite defensive ability while also showing, hey, I could still go get mine and play my brand of basketball and show that I can be a legit 20-plus point-per-game scorer in the NBA and a guy that can lead a team to the playoffs and win games. Um, he has an opportunity to really stand up and show out but the other guy we're going to talk about is Brandon Ingram. Uh, Ingram will probably be the, if not Anthony Edwards, the leading scorer on this team. He had 24.7 points per game last year, 5.5 rebounds, 5.8 assists, 48 from the field, 39 from three, 88.2 from the foul line. Just the epitome of efficiency. Um, the way that this guy is able to manipulate defenses, find the holes, get to his spots, knock down shots at one of the most efficient clips you'll ever see. It was absolutely incredible to watch him play when he was healthy. He only played 45 games last year. But overall, he has the ability to really just show his game and help improve this roster overall. He's one of the guys that's proven what he can do at the highest levels 
him, Anthony Edwards still has stuff to prove. He's only 21 years old. You're just looking at the scoring from this team, and it's like a lot of weight's going to be on Brandon Ingram. And I think that he'll be able to step up to the plate and show, hey, I'm one of the best players in the world, and I can win games at the highest levels for my country and to take that momentum into the season for the Pelicans. And then to wrap things up with this team in particular, we're going to look at the bigs. We got Jaron Jackson Jr., Walker Kessler, and Bobby Portis. In my opinion, Bobby Portis was brought there to be a culture guy, somebody that's going to, when he plays, it's going to be play hard, get stops, rebound, and help our defense turn into offense. While Jaron Jackson Jr. and Walker Kessler are going to be the primary guys for this team at the defensive end of the floor. So to first look at Jaron Jackson Jr. Last season, he averaged... 18.6 points per game, 6.8 rebounds, one assist, shot 50.6 from the field, 35.5 from three, 78 from the line, and 56.7% effective field goal percentage. I think the thing that's special about Jaron Jackson Jr. is the defensive end of the floor. He just really knows how to be a great help side guy while also being pretty versatile. Overall, he is underrated on the perimeter in my opinion he can guard his yard out there he was able to switch out on threes and fours and play that area of the floor really effectively for memphis last year he averaged he was plus 8.8 in his points per 100 defensively he held teams to minus 5.5 points over 100 possessions just he impacts the game defensively in such a unique and loud way he averaged over two block shots per game last two seasons he was first in the nba in block shots per game with 2.3 in 21 22 and three flat in 22 23 he was a first time all-star he's just really taking the opportunity within memphis to be that second guy at both ends of the floor just impact the game muck things up make it tough for teams to score in the paint and also be in the passing lanes and make plays out there averaging a steal per game the last three years of his career just in my opinion he'll offer versatility at the five and then you go to walker kessler who's one of the best specialist bigs in the nba as a rookie the way that this guy protected the rim set screens caught lobs finished around the rim was incredible the look at the numbers 9.2 points per game 8.4 rebounds 72 percent from the field just mostly being in the lane finishing those plays incredible to watch 2.3 block shots per game also so you know that this team usa is going to be able to protect the rim make it difficult down there and then on the perimeter you have a ton of length athleticism and versatility with just a variety of lineups that you can throw out there and i think that they really have a recipe to be a really good defensive unit with the anchors that they got and just the athletic ability that we talked about just now but overall i think that stylistically i think that they're going to try to apply pressure get out and run um which would work fantastically you look at steve kerr who is about all about pace you look at his warriors teams they've always had some of the best paces in the nba but i think at the end of the day defense is going to be the calling card steve kerr's best teams were top defenses eric spolstra nothing needs to be said about him and the miami heats defense throughout his entire coaching career tyron Lou is an x's and o's genius but you look at the teams that have been successful under him they know how to guard 
Mark Few is one of the greatest college coaches to ever do it. And I think that he can bring just a basketball mind where he can draw up plays and also provide insight on how to guard with these different rules because he has recruited overseas for most of his career. I think that this Team USA is loaded. I love the direction that they went, and I think that they'll have a pretty successful run in the World Cup this year. But to pivot a little bit and talk about the rest of the world, let's start with our northern neighbors in Canada. So their roster consists of Kyle Alexander, Nikel Alexander-Walker, R.J. Barrett, Trey Bell-Haynes, O'Shea Brissett, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, Zach Eady, Melvin Egium, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Corey Joseph, Jamal Murray, Kelly Olenek, Kevin Pangos, Dwight Powell, Cassis Robertson, Phil Scrub, Thomas Scrub. So for me, immediately, Shea Gilgis is going to be the guy. Shea, Jamal backcourt, it's going to be really hard to guard. They got two elite defenders and Dylan Brooks and Lou Dort. I think the big man spot's going to be interesting, seeing Zach Eady compete against some of the best players in the world. And then also having Kelly Olynyk as a backup five option and Dwight Powell, all three guys offer very different things across the board. So it'll be an interesting bunch to watch, but they have a lot of NBA level talent. And I think that they're a team that's going to definitely be someone that can make a deep run in this, in the world cup. Um, Shea is one of the best point guards in the league. R.J. Barrett could have a chance to really show what he can do. O'Shea Percet is a highly underrated guy. Now with the Celtics, I think he has a chance to be big time in this run and lead that into the season. Nikhil Alexander-Walker has been one of my favorite watches in basketball and could be big time as a third guard for this group. And I think Corey Joseph offers a vet presence. So, And Zach Eady is just massive. He's mobile. He can finish around the rim. He's good in DHOs, a good screen setter. Like they have a lot of pieces that can be successful. So they'll be a fun watch. Also, to go to Australia next, they have been great of late in international play. And I think that that's going to continue with the World Cup. Um, Xavier Cooks, Dyson Daniels, Matthew Delvadova, Dante Exum, Sam Frawling, Josh Giddy, Chris Golding. Josh Green, Joe Ingles, Nick Kay, Jock Londale, Thon Maker, Will McDonald, White, Patty Mills, Kino Pinder, Duop Reith, Matisse Thibel, and Jack White. So most of these guys play in the NBA or NBA-level players. This is going to be a chance for Dyson Daniels, Dante Exum, Josh Giddy and probably Josh Green to really show what they can do. Jock Londale, Joe Ingles, um, Jack White, Matisse Thibel. Like, yes, those guys are NBA players. You also have Patty Mills. Like, those guys are very – Matthew Delvadova was on the Kings. Like, there's a ton of NBA guys. Chris Golding's an NBA-level talent, but he stays in the NBL. Um, they can win a lot of games. I wouldn't be surprised if they medal. Um, I do think that they're a little smaller – just between Jock and probably one of the Australian guys being the bigs. But overall, um, they're going to be very solid. They're going to be one of the more versatile groups. Giddy is your point guard. I think legitimately can give you a chance with the amount of just versatile talent they have, they have on the floor at all times. Um, they should be a really fun watch, and I think that they'll be highly competitive also. Uh, next, let's talk about – well. 
let's just bring up Finland. They will have Laurie Markkinen playing. He'll definitely be a – he was just an all-star. He showed in the last international play last summer too that he can lead a team to success. They won a lot of games last summer, and I think Laurie's play has just skyrocketed from there. He can continue that momentum and help Utah. I'm not really educated on the rest of the team, but you have Laurie Markin, and I think that that could be enough to win you some games in this setting. Um, France for next, they have Nick Batum, DiColo, um, Matusa Fall, Evan Fournier, Sylvanian Francisco, Rudy Gobert, Mateus Lazort, Frank Nilakira, Ele Okobo, Yaku, Yakuba Atarara, Terry Tapperi, and Gushan Yabsueli. Okay, so I'm very sorry for butchering most of those, but at the end of the day, you got Batum, DiColo, Fournier, Gobert, Nilakita, and I recognize three of the other names, but I do not want to butcher those also. Um, France is going to be really good. They're actually probably favorites to win just based on who they got. Uh, I think that they'll be really tough to beat, but I just personally think that they're lacking the speed compared to like a Team USA, Australia. Like Those teams are going to get up and down, and they can also grit and grind. Um, I think France's size will be an advantage against most teams, but at the end of the day, um, they have a lot of NBA-level talent also. So we'll see what happens. It'll definitely be a fun watch. They're one of the best teams internationally and best countries in the world for basketball. So definitely a team to tune into as the World Cup starts. To talk about Germany quick, you got Isaac Bonga, Oscar De Silva, Niles Giffey, Justice Hollitz, Maxi Kleber, David Kramer, Leon Kratzer, Moado Lowe, Andreas Obst, Dennis Schroeder, Christian Sengefelder, Daniel Tice, Johannes Thiemann, Johannes Voigatman, Franz Wagner, Moritz Wagner, Nick Willy Bob, and Jonas Warvath Botterman. Um, they looked great last summer. Franz and Mo were great. Isaac Bonga is really good on in the international stage. Maxi Kleba has a chance to play. He was hurt a lot last season. I think he can play and get into a flow and rhythm. Dennis Schroeder is a really good point guard in this type of play with the FIBA rules. Uh, Daniel Tice is a stretch five that makes a lot of good decisions, a really good defensive guy too. Um, they're going to be tough out. I think that they have a real shot to medal. Um but we'll see what happens. I do think Franz has an opportunity to kind of show the world, like, I'm one of the best basketball players out here, and I deserve my respect. Um, I'm a believer in Franz. If you listen to this podcast, the Magic are one of my favorite teams to watch, and a big reason why is because of Franz. So, um, yeah, definitely good. going to be a team I tune into personally, but at the end of the day, I think that they have a lot of talent. They could win a lot of games, and they play a good brand of basketball. Greece has the Andetokounmpo brothers. Um, I think that that'll present a lot of challenges and give them the potential win a good amount of games. Um, we might have a, oh, we got a late entry. So Josh, how you doing? Did you start this? I, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there for 20 minutes. Were you really? 
Hmm? You should have texted me. Well, I thought it sent you a notification. No, it's just like on the I was I've been reading stats and I was just sitting here doing my homework. My bad. And I was like, I don't know if he's doing this or not. And I'm doing good. I I'm exhausted. Man. Exhausted. I feel bad. Do you well, at least forget sitting. homework done? No. Oh no. Well, I was currently about to talk about Italy. You got any you got any takes about the World Cup team? <laughs> I don't know who's on Italy. No, no, no. Just uh, you. We talked about. I I dove into USA. You got anything about them? And then I'll continue my spiel's about the world. Um. I don't have the roster in front of me currently, but I I got you. Um, I got you. We got um Brunson, Halliburton, Edwards, Austin Reeves, Mikel Bridges, Paolo Bancaro, uh, Josh Hart. Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis. Um, yeah, no, it's a very young, young and fun team. Uh, it's cool to see what the USA program's doing, kind of moving into the next generation now. Uh, they've had we we all know they've had struggles in the past with getting players like willing to play for them. Uh like big name players, like stars in the league. So um I think it's really cool to see see them kind of reach out to the younger stars of the league. Uh like Paulo, Tyrese Hallenberg and Anthony Edwards, um Brandon Ingram. Uh those are all guys that have potential of being future faces of the league. And uh just to get them on this team now at this young of an age is gonna not only be a really cool and big winning experience for these guys, but also uh, really good for the Team USA program. Um, but I think on the court, it's going to be really fun to see. Uh, they're young, athletic, fast. They have a lot of defense, too. Walker Kessler, Mikel Bridges, um, Josh Hart, Bobby Portis, big energy guy, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., it's it's gonna it's a really really well put together team. They really put a lot of thought into this team. Um, I think that they're gonna work really good together, and I would be shocked. I don't again, like I said when I first got in here, I don't know who the other countries have uh, playing for them. I'm pretty isn't isn't Jokic playing? No, no Jokic, but you got Giannis and Luca. Um. Canada's yeah, loaded. No. I already talked about Canada a little bit. And I I know Canada's really good. I just don't see any team beating this USA team, though. I think that they're going to kind of, like, run the table really easily. A lot of people are picking France. To me, they're kind of old and a little slow down. Like, I'll redo the roster. Um, Batum, DiColo, uh, Matus Fafal, Evan Fournier, Sylvain, Francisco, Rudy Gobert, Matthias Lazort, Frank Nilakita, Eli Okobo, Yakuba Atarara, Terry Tappery. Don't disrespect Eli Okobo like that, Jacob. That is a son's legend right there. And Yabuseli. 
I like Yabuselli. I remember that name. Like I, outside of the NBA, like people are picking them. A lot of international people are picking them to win this. I think Australia is better than them. The USA team is just so well put together. Um, like it's it's gonna fit perfectly together. Or I mean, Germany is really good too. Three of them all played at or uh, Villanova together. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's just all guys that are like really good team players. There's like the Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton. Like I said, those are like the big star guys. Um, Who do you think is gonna have the best World Cup performance? Um, honestly, Jalen Brunson. I think really? that, that that type of basketball fits what he does perfectly. Um, because it's more it's more so like college basketball. Like My pick's faster. Edwards. I think Edwards is gonna be like I'm a top ten player in the world. But uh, no, I don't think he will. I think he. I think he. If anybody's like the, the guy that kind of goes out there and is just like, eh, um, it would be him. Really? Okay. We have very different opinions about this. And I'm just. I, I'm. You're a lot higher on on uh, Anthony Edwards than I am too. Like in basketball terms. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. No. I think Jalen. I. I. I think Jalen Brunson coming off of what he did last year, especially in the playoffs, I think that he's and with this brand of basketball fitting what he does perfectly. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Paolo comes out too, kind of trying to prove a point. Okay. Uh, but it would be between those three probably. Paolo, uh, Jalen Brunson, and Anthony Edwards. I think Tyrese Allenburn is going to average like 15 assists a game. But Oh, Tyrese, like when you look at the roster, it's like Tyrese is going to just make everyone better. Um, I think Brandon Ingram is going to be the leading scorer, though, if not Edwards. Probably. Because I think he'll fit that, like KD dominated international game, and I think like he'll be able to do a lot of the similar things. Yeah, no, probably, it'll probably be Brandon Ingram. Uh, I just don't know where the shots are going to go. Like, it's like that's just a tough thing to look at. But yeah, no, I think that, but I, this team's going to be really fun. Like, that's oh, yeah. like, that's, that's not a thing that's going to have to be worried about, especially with guys like Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Hollenberg, and the ball is going to be all over the place. Um, so, like, one game, Anthony Edwards could put up. 12 to 15 shots then the next game he could put up five and brandon ingram puts up 12 to 15 shots or Paolo puts up that those numbers and mikhail bridges shoots 10 shots and for sure the numbers are going to be like all over the place but that's also going to be good for the team like not only watching it but also i guess i think it's going to be a really good brand of basketball from no a thousand percent um so to pick up with the rest of the world we are on italy uh, they have Gugamelo Caruso, Luigi Datomoy, uh, Mohate Diof, Simone Fanonochi, Nico Mannion, Nicolo Melli, Andreo Paolo, Echello Palonara, Gabriel Porosinida. I'll be able to say these a lot better in like two, uh, give me 20 days. Uh, Giampaolo, Riccaro, 
Luca Severini, Matteo Spagnolio, Marco Spagnolio, Marco Spiu, Stefano Tanut, Ricardo Fiscanti. They're not going to win. How about that? They're not going to win. I'm not going to win. Nico Mannion's going to have an outing. Nico Mannion's the only name that I know. That's it. Latvia has. Where are these? Where are these games being played? Because I don't know that. Philippines being played. I don't know that. You didn't know it was in the Philippines. I didn't know where it was. I just knew they were playing FIBA World Cup this year. Um, Latvia has Porzingis playing. Bertans is playing also. Um, I'm not gonna continue to try to read through these. (laughs) Uh, we got. The U.S. plays at 4.40 in the morning on Wednesday, August 30th. Yeah. It's the end of August, too? Ew. End of August into beginning of September. School time. Um, Lithuania has Jonas Valanciunas playing, and they were really good in last year's international play. Um. Brasdankis also playing Michigan legend. Um, they should be solid again, I would suppose. I don't see why not. Um, but the big dog that I'm excited to watch is Slovenia. Um, Luca is playing. You got Flanko Conchar. Uh, you got Zoran Dragic. Um, Mike Toby um, this team has been playing really well in the last couple international play years uh, and Luca is just on another level with this team so I'm excited to just watch them play and they've honestly been one of the most fun international groups in the last few years with Luca playing so I just expect that to be like continue to happen you got anything? Yeah, they've been young. Like they were like the young up and coming team in the last Olympics, and they're only getting growing together as a team. Like, isn't their their core plays together like without Luca? Like most of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. So, they all play for like the same club, and Luca could just fit into any system. So I'm, yeah. I think that they're gonna only be better. Will they be better than Canada or the U.S.? I don't know, but that's that'll up to be- Luca. That'll be another interesting team to watch. Uh, uh, Serbia got some young frisky guys. They got, uh, or actually just guys in general. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic is playing. Nikola Jovic. Uh, they have Ale- uh, Poku from OKC. Um, those are the big NBA names. Um, they could be very solid when a lot of games, you know, that there's probably like two or three, seven footers over there. They're massive too. So, um, there'll be another team to tune in for, but I think the last one I'm going to really talk about is Spain. Um, Santi Aldama, Alex Abrinas, um, Jamie Fernandez is like a big time international guy. Rudy Fernandez, same thing. Usman Garaba, uh, Hancho Hernan Gomez, Willie Hernan Gomez, Sergio Lull, uh, Ricky Rubio. Um, they're always one of the toughest outs. Uh, they know how to play together. They've been together for forever. 
Uh, so we'll see. I always excited to watch Sergio Lowell play. Um, really high level guy. I think that Usman Garaba could be big time for them, just being a massive human being and making plays in the paint. Um, Hernan Gomez, both Willie and Honcho have unique games. And Ricky Rubio being your point guard is big time in international play. But um, you got anything about them? They got a lot of NBA players. They do. They do. I don't know how that, like, it's like just NBA players. I don't know how that would all fit together. Like, it's a new Spain team. Um, but they always play a good brand of basketball, too. So that'll be another team to watch out for to make a little bit of a run. But I mean, Again, I don't know if they're better than the U.S. or Canada. So in terms of groups, um, there's Group H has Canada and France. Uh, group G is basically just Spain. Um, group F is pretty much just Slovenia, which is good for Luca and the boys. And then Group E is kind of like the group of death. Like Japan has always like kind of been winning games. Um, Australia, Finland, and Germany. So there's a lot of NBA guys in that group, and that'll be definitely interesting how that plays out because someone is not going to make the uh, knockout rounds. Um, Lithuania is pretty much the only group team in Group D. Group C, it's U.S., Greece, New Zealand, and Jordan. Um, that'll be fun to watch Giannis and the U versus the U S in one of the earlier games. Um, group B has Serbia, China, uh, as like the main two and group a is the Philippines and Italy, um, Dominican Republic. Uh, but that's just the groups just kind of laid the foundation for you. But, um, yeah, I'm just like, this is kind of the dead time for the NBA. So, it's exciting to have something to look forward to. Um, but I am on the mindset of Josh. I think Team USA is in a position to really dominate and be as good as like they've been on the national stage. Uh, I really like the team. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's a video coming out Friday about the backcourt specifically. Um, it's going to be a good group to watch. Um, but... Besides, we we've covered everything. Um, so you got anything, Josh? You got anything that's happened? Any life? Just first day on the job, Ganya? I okay. No, I'm not gonna rant. But um, no, I'm good. It's pretty boring, you know. Same thing every day. No basketball, so this will bring a little bit of a little bit of fun to uh we got a month um yeah we do have a uh a big competition next week that we could watch uh let me put you guys on to the uh crossfit games if you want to if you want some fun next <laughs> thursday through sunday dude i'm gonna be i'm gonna not be here it's gonna that be, sucks to be you it does what? at least i'll have some basketball going on we That's got three sucks. games That's three sweet. games in 10 days I'll be keeping up with the games from afar, though. That's going to be – that'll be a fun weekend. But, yeah. No, nah, the CrossFit games are elite. You're not wrong. But, um, 
I guess that that's it for us. Um, sorry that I didn't let you in on time. Or whenever you hit the link. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming though. Yeah, thanks for letting me join, Jacob. But until next time, make sure to check us I, out. I can't. You know what? No, no, no. I cannot wait until I hear the horrible intro that you had. I can't wait. I will You're listen. listen. I'll listen to the intro. I hate listening to my voice. I hate doing that. Well, you got like a solid thirty minutes of my voice. I I cannot wait to hear your horrible intro. We tried. Can't wait for it. <laughs> but. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter for more content. Make sure to check out the YouTube for all of our basketball content. But until next time, peace.